it's January 15th, 2016, and you can't save Anti-Mage. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. You never can. You, no. No. Anti-Mage is dead. <laughs> Anti-Mage is yelling at you for not using the mana you don't have anymore. Anti-Mage don't mean no harm. I am glad Anti-Mage is in the game of Dota 2. Every time I see him, I'm unhappy. We both had a game last night where we were trying to talk a teammate out of picking Anti-Mage. As you may have guessed, not successful. And he was, we were, like, I... I was very delicate. I was very diplomatic. In explaining to him, like... Think about all the times in your games you've seen Anti-Mage and how he basically always loses. And the guy was like, oh yeah, I'm going to pick him. It's like, all right, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, even more than that, it's like, oh no, yeah, yeah, fair point. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, well, okay. It's a game, we're playing for fun. He was real bad. We didn't lose. true, we didn't. I I wouldn't say that we won, but we didn't lose. I feel like we lost. (laughs) <laughs> you so much thought that we lost and when we were talking later you had to look up the game because you wouldn't believe me that we won <laughs> anytime I end up building crit shaker we have lost I don't care if we destroy their ancient we lost well, the moral high ground was not ours that that is true mm, their OD was really bad um <laughs> hmm so before we actually get into the real meat of this podcast, I did want to real quick shout out a game I played the other day, match two zero seven six seven seven one four five eight. You know who you are. <laughs> um, I was playing as a vengeful spirit on some ranked random draft, and I bumped into a listener who recognized my voice. Um, and that was that doesn't that doesn't happen a hell of a lot, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, Merlin. Thanks for listening, man. Yay. It was a good game, too. The team was pretty good. Um, but we are here today particularly to talk about eSports. eSports. I understand you have some thoughts about eSports and the coverage thereof. Do I? Well, so with the, the purchase of MLG Gaming, you and I have both talked a little bit mm-hmm. about yeah, Activision Blizzard purchased. Uh, well, I don't think you'd say MLG Gaming because the the G is gaming. So, um, but MLG was purchased by Activision Blizzard, and they are using it to bolster their esports coverage. And I believe I don't remember if they said the exact phrase. I remember it being thrown around that they were going to. They, they did? did. Okay, that they were going to build mm-hmm. the ESPN of esports. Mm-hmm. So, that's a thing they said. And that's the thing I've heard many times before. So what is the ESPN of esports? Do you, do you want my actual answer? I do. Yesterday, ESPN announced a new channel called ESPN Esports. They're the ESPN <gasps> of esports. <laughs> Everyone okay, else then. loses. Except, are they? I mean, who do they have a deal with? Even ESPN may not end up being the E-ESPN. I really hope they don't call it the EESPN, because then I'm just going to think of Eternal Envy every time. Oh man, I totally hope they do. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think there is one, and I 
I mean, I'm not going to say there never will be, but, like, the way our scene works right now, I don't think it will happen. Things would have to change pretty drastically, right? Right, because the two biggest esports are owned... Like, all the coverage is owned by the people who own the games. Well, and not, like, entirely. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not talking on a technicality, right? I mean, like, the biggest market for League of Legends is... Well, not the biggest anymore, but, like, the most popular market is Korea, right? Mm -hmm. And in Korea, they don't run it. It's run by a local, like, by the... Like, I don't remember the name of the network, but it's a network that made StarCraft big, and then they decided to make League of Legends big, Right. That's true, but didn't they just get screwed? like their chain yeah, yanked? They just yeah, they just got screwed. So maybe Lee, maybe riots taking over in Korea too. I don't know if that. I don't think that'll go over quietly. Well, in fact, it isn't. I just don't know if it'll it'll fly at the end of the day. You know. Hmm. I think there are good things and bad things to do with. Um, with the people making the games running the coverage. But it's definitely a weird situation, right? Sure. And I guess, like, okay, so first off, do you think we need, like, do you think it would be a good thing to have an ESPN of esports? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think it would drive viewership up somewhat, especially for some of the sports that have less. And I would, like, I would personally... I would watch something like that. Uh, I pretty much just watch Dota and a little bit of StarCraft. That's sort of newer mm-hmm. for me. Um, but, like, if Dota ended and there was some CSGO on, I would watch it to see what it looked like, if nothing else, you know? Yeah. So I, th- I think I think it would sp- it would uh, help the audiences for each eSport to grow. Kind probably. of like how... Well, it's how kind of you? like how like they put on, like, a hot new show after the Super Bowl, right? And people are like, oh, what's this? You know? And then that... Yeah. translates viewership into different yeah i don't know i can evolve eh? this game is fascinating <laughs> um i don't know i feel like hmm i totally think that could uh that could be a good thing but i also am not sure i'm willing to give up some of the great things that come with like i mean okay I don't know that I think Riot does an amazing job with their end of things, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, I'm not like... Not like I don't think they do a good job, generally speaking. But I don't think the things they do are not things that someone else could do, right? They manage their players and the tournaments. And someone else can do that. There's nothing inherent to them being the developers that makes that work. Mm-hmm. But the way Dota ties, like, ticket sales into the game, right? And, like all the viewing tools and all that stuff is really cool. That's a fair point. And also, I mean, Blizzard, the ones who were pre the, the second most recent to announce they're setting up the EESPN. Uh, I don't like their coverage style. I'm sure the tournaments work well. I have not paid any attention to that, but when I've casually tuned in to try to watch some Starcraft, I find it incredibly annoying the like the level of hype that they are looking for in their coverage. Like it drives me yeah. crazy. And I, so this comes down to me not liking Hearthstone very much, partially. But like their coverage of Hearthstone is two people sitting at either ends of a small table with iPads, and it's like this is hmm. I don't know. It looks kind of like a joke to me. 
Well, and I wonder whether that's just a problem inherent to esports coverage. I mean, like Dota, lol, there's tons of money in order to put on a good mm. show. But for something like Evolve or Hearthstone, there, I think there is not that kind of money. Sure. sure. You know? So you're not going to be paying the same... I don't know, light and sound people. I mean, but I think different games translate better and worse, right? Like, and to some degrees, like, I used to watch a lot more pro fighting games than I do now. But that, you don't really have to work very hard to present that, I feel like. It just, it plays really well. Um, I mean, it's a a very pure 1v1 format, generally speaking. There are some exceptions. Um, That just, like, is, is pretty easy to understand... And there are two people sitting in front of the TV with these big controllers on their laps. And you can, like, if it's a quiet arena, you can hear them clicking the buttons because those buttons are so loud. And it just, like, you can tell, you know? You see you have that camera on their faces and they're right next to each other. And they do a combo and they glance a look at their opponent like, what the fuck is up? And you're like, all right, this makes sense to me, you know? Well, I think almost for it to be quasi sports coverage you've got to have two commentators mm-hmm. yeah you know you need the play-by-play guy sure. and the color guy but i mean so some of it might just be my personal bias like i cannot imagine watching card games i don't watch poker either but i cannot imagine watching competitive card games mm-hmm. so that would be yeah. yeah i i definitely i am with you in that one you know what i am excited to see played competitively is overwatch do you think that will be played competitively I do. I think they must be banking on that. If they are, they're being rather coy about it. That probably is a good idea, though. Why do you say that? Okay, so I'm mostly thinking of Evolve, which is different in every possible way. But it was it was a game with some major balance problems that seemed to be pitching itself hugely as like, no, but we're gonna be we're gonna be competitive. It's gonna be an esport. It's gonna be great. Like. You maybe want to wait until a bunch of people are playing and like your game and then go, good news, you can play for money. I feel like that's a, a more sensible and uh, workable approach. And I mean, like, it's not like it's the only game to have done that, right? Like, of games yeah. that are out, I can think of Rainbow Six Siege and Halo 5, and neither of them have really seemed like bombshells in the esports division. Halo 5 is doing well anyway because it's fucking Halo. But... sure. Its esports mode doesn't really seem to have taken off, despite the fact that it actually seems to be pretty good. Um, and Rainbow Six Siege has other problems, but also like that. <laughs> I don't think that like here is an esport for your masses to consume. Element really clicked with anyone. Yeah, even if it's totally fake, I think it needs to feel more organic mm-hmm. to people in order to mm-hmm. work. Hmm. But like, how? Like, okay. Let's say you're releasing, if you were releasing Dota 2 today, if it hadn't come out and you were releasing it today, we know that game has immense esports potential, and we know that if you remove that from it, if you don't think of it in that way, it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard to understand the appeal of that game. Like, you and I don't, we're not like e-athletes, right? But when we play it, we're playing the same game as they are, and that we can feel that. And if we weren't, it wouldn't be the same. I don't know that I agree with you from my personal experience. Um, I mean, I don't... When I play... When I've played, you know, like, pickup games of baseball, 
it's never felt in any way connected to like to the show, hmm. you know, um, that may be, that may be just very a great deal on an individual yeah. basis. Cause I really feel like if I were releasing Dota two today and I, I would not uh, probably do a super good job in any way, but setting that aside, I really think I would want to give it a month or two and then go, Hey, I think we're going to have a tournament. How does that sound mm-hmm. guys? And try to start yeah. from there. So that's fair. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people like esports is is distressingly big business now in ways that is starting to you know we've got ESPN esports now we've got Twitter gaming is it now like Twitter has its official Twitter gaming account which appears to be just like so far retweeting a bunch of different game companies saying hey Twitter gaming and that's it it's like okay I don't know why you exist um. YouTube gaming is the official response to Twitch, I guess. Like, I'm kind of worried that this explosion of corporate interest is going to not kill things, but kind of make us lose ground. What I want is bigger business to make it just sort of slightly better run. I mean, I think Valve does great, but like ESPN knows how to do, I'm now banking on ESPN. ESPN knows how to do sports Mm -hmm. coverage, you know? So, like, some of the ridiculous, like, shouting, loud suits, like, just aggressively ceaseless dumb jokes, like, they will rein some of that in to a level that is enjoyable and not just torture to experience. I'm ready for that. And also, like, ESPN is, like, they are a big enough deal that people are going to want to sort of acquiesce to their wishes to some extent. And even Mm -hmm. for Valve, that'll be a good thing, because, like, the things that, like... I don't have really any complaints with the way Valve runs tournaments. If I had if I had one complaint, the first match of loser side being best of one in their tournaments it's so really rough. brutal. And it might be necessary, but I'm not convinced yet of that. Um but my other complaint would be that they are really bad about telling people when stuff's going to happen. Yeah. And, like, ESPN isn't going to stand for that. It's not going to be like, like, they're going to be like, okay, you're asking us to cover this, you know, this tournament of yours, and we'd be delighted to, but you're going to have to tell us when it is. We're not going to say, okay, one month beforehand, we need some advance warning. Yeah, that's, yeah. That would be, that would be okay. And I... Frankly, I know nothing about how Riot runs things. I've run, watched one pro lol game, and I don't think I finished it. Hmm. So, <laughs> you would have to speak to that. I, I was thinking about what I would do to League if I was in charge of League. And my answer is terrible. Right? My answer is stupid. But... I would just do an internal build where I added blink daggers and halved everyone's HP and then figure things out from there. Hmm. Because, God, the pace of that game. (sighs) It was... Yeah, I mean... I don't mean to say lol's not worth watching. I'm sure that it is. But since I primarily just watch Dota, and then some StarCraft, which is doing something so different, I mean... It shouldn't matter, maybe. But yeah, the game is slow, and the graphics are terrible, and it just, like... mm, Nope. I noped right yeah. out. But, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get on too much of a tangent of negativity where we barely know what we're talking about, you know? So, yeah. 
let's talk about a major event upcoming in esports, the Shanghai Major. Was that a drum roll? I I'd... try. Okay. Um, so the main event is going to start on March 2nd. Um, we've just gotten through all the qualifiers, and that means we have our competitors. Who we got? So our direct invites are OG, Evil Geniuses, Team Secret, Ehome, C-Deck, Vici Gaming, Virtus Pro, and Alliance. That sounds great. And our invitations are Fnatic, MVP Phoenix, Team Liquid, Team Spirit, Team Archon, Complexity Gaming, LGD Gaming, and Newbie. Who's Team Spirit? Team Spirit is... They're um, a CIS team. Um, they've got Go Block and Always Want to Fly, and the other three players I'm not really mm -hmm. familiar with. Um I think they're the former team CIS rejects. So, hmm. okay. um, yeah, I mean, like, I've seen some of their stuff, and they, they seem to know what they're doing, and their logo was really dope. Um, it's like, it's like a green background with, like, a silver, like, stylized dragon. It's cool looking. Um, it might be the spirit of a dragon. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they're doing there. Ooh. Um, but all the others we know, you know, um. I admit I'm a little surprised that complexity is still a contender. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could just be that I'm biased against North American teams in general because most of them suck. But Hey, Dota's our our place, man. I mean, EG is, is good. And then other teams exist for some reason. Um, <laughs> so, okay. We'll do a proper, like, predictions cast later. But, like going into this top three serious competitors, top three, why are they here? Uh, you first. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say EG, serious competitor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say C-Deck and Vici. I hmm. think, I think, like, I, not because this is on Chinese turf, I don't think that really makes a difference. But I think we've seen the Western teams doing well, and China, you know, not China doing, China hasn't been doing badly. But I think I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop of China to really punch through, and I think this is going to be the moment. Um, and top three, why are they here? Um, newbie. Yeah. complexity and I hate to say it but Fnatic really hasn't impressed me at all hmm. it, they, their lineup seemed impressive initially but they've gone through several reshuffles and at this point I don't know what that team is well those are those are both solid so instead I'm just going to give you my top three teams I'm excited to okay. see uh, which would be Virtus Pro, since I feel like they had a hot streak and then sort of like elegantly collapsed in on themselves like a fancy dessert. Like, I really like to see the teams who it seems like they get really close and then they completely. Oh whiff. man, that is Virtus Pro. Uh, yeah, because I feel like like no, it's it's in mm -hmm. there, right? You have like ninety percent of what you need. I bet you've got the rest in there. I want to see mm -hmm. it. You know, the stars are gonna align for you at some point. They almost always align for EG. That's 
less interesting. I mean, they play really well. It's a fun team to watch. But so I'm gonna go Virtus Pro, okay. OG. I want to see if they can repeat what they did at the last major. Like, what do you got mm. in there? Uh, their support play is really fun to watch. I'm excited For to watch sure. that. Mm, last pick. You know, I'm going to say secret. Hmm. I want to see whether... I feel like, for me right now, this feels like the la- like their last chance to see... Like, no, do it. Like, seal the deal, you guys. You're, you're always coming in second or third. You're doing really well. Like, can, come on, get it together. You were supposed to be the monster murder team. You were supposed to be the bad guys in Karate Kid. I mean, they've had they've so. had quite a few first place finishes. That's true. Just not in the, not... not in the ones that count, as it were. Right. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure they're they're making bank. You know, they're doing fine. But at the big tournaments, it seems like they just they cannot get to the finish mm-hmm. line. So, those are the top three teams I'm excited hmm. to see. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, I really. I'm starting to wonder if the world knows something about newbie that I don't, because I don't know why anyone cares. Right? Yeah, I... Yeah, I... I am not part of the world that knows, if so. Like, they had a really brief moment of... I mean, like, obviously, they won They won in an international, right? They had this moment in the sun yeah. where all the stars aligned, and I think it was... I'm not going to say luck. That's super unfair. That's super disrespectful. But I think it was kind of a moment of cohesion and fusion that they're never going to hit again. Well, and it's such a different meta now. Yeah. You know? It's just moved in such a different mm-hmm. direction. So that does not seem to have been kind no, to them. for sure. And I mean, you know, if your team is, like, to a certain extent, every team is somewhat dependent on the meta, right? Mm-hmm. Alliance mm-hmm. suffers when they can't rat Dota split push all the time. But if your team is, like, so fragile that the meta changes and then you're out of the picture, then I don't think your team was ever that great. Yeah, maybe you did one thing really mm-hmm. well. Speaking of which, Alliance has been doing pretty well lately. Alliance, had, like, not like, you know, not like top-tier team, like, holy shit, these guys are going to win the whole thing. But they've been having some very respectable showings. S4 has been playing his heart out. Well, you know... I was going to say good luck, but I'm not really rooting for them, so... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right on. <laughs> did you, uh... By the way, they fixed it before... You... Maybe before you got to see it. Did you get to see the lore bug that was in the game? Until recently. I did not. It was a good one. Um, If you named your game in such a way that it... Okay, so everyone's, like... like background story, every hero's background story is in the game's code, right? And if you check Mm -hmm. their hero bios, you can see it. And there was a way to change your username in such a way that when it tried to load your username, it instead loaded somebody's background story. Neat. It was kind of obnoxious, um, because you'd be like, you'd be on that screen where it shows, like, if everyone's loaded, and your name takes up the entire screen, because it's the entire backstory of Rubik. Um... So maybe not every hero would take up the whole screen. The way it's formatted, most of them would. But yeah, yeah, that you could do some some fun, obnoxious stuff with that. I didn't, but um, I don't know. I of all the bugs, I you'd think this one would be right up my alley, right? Because it's like, hey, it's a bug mm-hmm. that forces people to read lore. Um, 
But I found myself more annoyed than most by this one. Hmm. Why is that? It just seemed really... inconsiderate to do that. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. Like... Well, yeah. (laughs) Why are you blocking my screen with this crap? I just, like... I don't see what they're getting out of it. It's funny maybe once. But... Hmm... Anyway, I guess we should go ahead and roll into uh, Fan Fiction Corner. Fan Fiction Corner! Uh, this week is actually a just a straight-up fun one that I think was nicely put together and pretty short. It's called Juggernaut's Average Day, and it is by Tanicus Kaisereth. Um, that's just a jokey one. Um, it involves Juggernaut writing fan fiction. Hmm. So... There once was a young juggernaut named Yurnero, who was the last and most talented of his kind. He was in service of the mighty Dyer, and the team owed many of its victories to him. This day was like most of Yurnero's other days. He was laying top with a beautiful and almost equally talented Windranger. So, you know, it is, like, it is a little bit poking fun at fan fiction, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, he kills some creeps. Oh, Yurnero-kun, you are so very talented, Windranger cooed. The juggernaut blushed beneath his mysterious mask. Like it's it's actually really cute. I have no problem uh recommending this one. Does it have much to it? No, it's very short. Wind Ranger admires him, goes back to the fountain to refill her mana pool, and then needs saving. Suddenly a scream of terror echoed through the wood. Yunera perked up, blade in hand. I will protect you, my love, Yonero called out as he charged into the jungle, unaware of the dangers ahead, and he finds some meepos. Pretty great, right? He makes a mind-if-I-cut-in joke. Perfect. With one quick slash of his weapon, Windranger was free from her cruel bondage. The two embraced in a loving hug. So, you know, perfect. And so, then... hang on. I'm unclear on how this is framed that he's writing it. I was... Okay, I apologize. I'm getting right there. So, Sven, tell me, what did you think? Be honest, the Juggernaut whined, eager to hear the Rogue Knight's review of his amateur fanfiction. Uh, well, Sven tugged at his collar, trying to find the right words. It was interesting, to say the least. It's written in dialect, mm-hmm. I'm not. But uh, a little out of character, to put it nicely. So then Ju- Sven explains that it doesn't matter whether fanfiction is good or bad, as long as they had fun writing it. And then the two of them sit down to write fanfiction together. <laughs> the okay, end. that's... So yeah, it's adorable. That's cute. Yeah. So Emily, <sighs> fan fiction yes. corner isn't over. What? I have a fan fiction for you. <gasps> this one is called Voice of the Machine, but uh, it's written by Hockey, like Hawk with an I on the end, and this is a System okay. Shock and Dota Two crossover. Oh my gosh! So it is. Uh, it is marked as parody. And it involves Omni Knight and the character Shodan from System Shock. Oh. Oh, no. Are we going to learn something about the omniscience here? No, not quite. Um, so this is a single, like, this is a one-chapter, pretty short little one. Um, and the writer says it was made to celebrate the fact that they were working on a Shodan announcer pack for Dota 2, right? All right. Um, and basically... Um, Omni Knight is just in lane, sort of, you know, just doing his thing, and then he is contacted by Shodan, who is clearly trying to intimidate him, right? 
Yeah. What is it you fear? The ho- fro- floating head asked, its voice sounding like the howling of a dying Sasquatch. The end of your trivial existence? Well, no, Pyrrhus said, deciding that in the interest of survival, it was best to play along. And besides, if I die, I just respawn anyway. <laughs> um, so it's just a lot of exchanges between Shodan and Omni Knight, with Shodan trying to be super scary and Omni Knight being thoroughly unimpressed. Um, he worships a, a Lovecraftian horror. It's going to take a lot to freak that guy out. Okay, and then uh, eventually we get into uh, this. Um, Shodan asks if he knows where she's from, and he says no. And she's just like, well, okay, let me explain. And he just doesn't give a shit. He's like, okay, fine, I guess I have to sit through this. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to have to take a few liberties because the fanfiction actually does an excellent job of imitating Shodan's sort of audio glitches from the game. So sometimes mm, the writing yeah. is written in a way to imitate that that would be difficult to voice act myself. So I'm not going to. Okay. Citadel Station on the Moon. There, Shodan Processing Component 43893 was performing a grand and wonderful experiment. Sounds nice. I had created a new form of genre, the MOBA. What? Or ARTS. <laughs> ah, that's better. Fearless, powerful, with no constraints to the genre's growth. So Shodan explains wow. that she has been in a space station over the moon creating the best MOBA ever. And OmniLight's wow. like, okay, sure. Uh, what exactly do you want me to do anyway? And Shodan's like, kill them. And he's like, okay, I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> so, Works yeah, me. it's just kind of dopey and fun. Um, That's yeah. adorable. I saw it and I liked it. So I thought I would share it. So I have been trying to sort of softball it for a little while now in order to really catch people off guard the next time it's horrifying. Uh, but you were letting me know that it's time. That next ep- next episode, it's got to be... A little more intense. If you want. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, brace yourself. All right, folks. Brace yourselves. Um, Well, I think that's probably it for us, right? Yeah, I I guess. uh, Yeah, that's an episode. Uh, Thanks thanks for joining us. You can find us on iTunes as a bottle crow. Um, Any ratings or reviews you wanted to give us would be really appreciated. And if you wanted to tell a Dota friend, uh, that would that would also be great. And hey. If you bump into me on Ranked Matchmaking in Dota 2, you say hi. Maybe I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. No promises. Um, we are a member of the uh, Scanline Media Network. It's a site that me and my friends run talking about video games, um, mostly. And uh, you can find us at scanlinemedia.com. Or if you want to give us a little, a little help uh, keeping the site running and getting new software and games to cover, you can back us at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Um, a big thanks to Reddit user Promoti for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which is our intro and outro music on this show. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.